0: But law of increasing returns says if I continue to move forward expecting great things, then I get an increase. The law of increasing returns. Does your calendar match your dreams? Are you working hard enough to make what you want be real? Are you just sitting back and hoping it happens? Well, that's entropy. Sitting back means you're going backwards. But if I understand sowing and reaping, if I give, I get you're listening to the man maker show welcome to season one with your host brad Walgamon. this podcast is all about becoming a better man for ourselves and the people around us so if you enjoy this episode whether you're on your way to work or mowing the lawn make sure to share this with somebody like and subscribe well i hope you're ready because here we go Man Maker Show. Hope you're doing great. Bradley Woldemont coming to you live. Hope you are doing awesome. Isn't life amazing? Hey, I got a really cool thing to talk to you about tonight. I want to share with you four laws that I've applied in my life, and I believe most of you have as well. If you created any kind of dynamic success, you've applied them. But if you're in the process of achieving something far greater, then these laws are governing your movement, your forward progress, or unfortunately your backwards progress, your regression, you're losing ground. So I'm gonna talk about them. I mean, most of you have heard me before, some of you haven't, so let's get into it. The first law, universal law, is the law of the spoken word. The law of the spoken word says that we rise and fall at our level of confession, right? If you're cold and you say, man, I'm so cold, you get colder. If you say, man, I am so warm, right? I don't know if you guys say the Iceman Wim Hof, but one of the things he does in addition to his breathing is he gets his mind right. He gets himself in a position before he gets in that 30-something degree water or he's gonna break a world record and swim under ice for hundreds of feet, break world records or pack himself in ice for an hour and never lose one degree of body temperature because it was monitored, packed in ice because he understood the power of his mind. And the power of your mind is something you really need to get hold of. It's not hocus pocus, it's the real deal. The power of spoken word. If you say you're tired, you're gonna get more tired. You're down the road in this it's long drive and you're kinda of like, oh man, I'm so tired. You're gonna get more tired. You work a long day, you come home, man, I'm so tired. Guess what you're gonna do? Feel more tired. Whatever you confess, you're gonna get more of. So learning how to shift that. If, I, if I'm tired, I say I'm fired up, I'm fired up, I'm on fire. It's amazing how even though it's not true, it becomes true. I speak life into existence. And I believe it's in the Bible, where he talks about in Proverbs, the power of the spoken word, the power of life and death lies in your tongue. What does that mean? We confess. I'm wearing a shirt 555 tonight. This is in memory of one of my dearest friends, Greg Sweet. He's one of the greatest men I ever met. He radically transformed my life one day. We hadn't seen each other in a number of years. We met for teriyaki in Tacoma. And I was going through some real, real deep struggles in my life. I was dealing with some major health issues. I was dealing with a lot of shame in my life. I I had a lot of nightmares and bad dreams, and and he said, you know what? Not as of today. When we leave here, we're going to deal with that. And he taught me how to begin to change the way I speak. I've learned this for years, but I had to stop rehearsing the curse. I had to stop repeating my failure, and I had to learn how to project something different. We talk about it almost every week. But we live and die by the words we say. You're never going to rise above your level of confession. You're never going to surprise yourself. I was like, man, I can't. I'm just winning. Everything's great. No, no. It's going to happen because when it's not strong, you are strong. I used to run a lot. And when I would be running, I'd be like, I'm a winner. I'm a champion. I'm a conqueror. I'm an overcomer. I can do all things. Right? I'm wealthy. I'm prosperous. I'm powerful. I'm impactful. I'm humble. I'm hungry. And I was like broke as broke could be. But I learned how to change my confession, I spoke what I wanted to be as though it was. There's something in your brain, and a scientist way smarter than me can explain to you how when you... If I say purple dinosaur, you all think purple dinosaur. You, you couldn't help but think purple dinosaurs. I said it. There's something when you say it, your brain begins to visualize. It begins to find a way to make what you say true, even though it's not. If you're struggling you say i'm struggling you're going to struggle more if you're cold you're going to get colder if you're tired you're more tired but if you can change the words to the opposite convince yourself there's some your subconscious mind can't differentiate the difference between truth and not because it's going to process what i say it's going to go to work i say yellow box you think yellow box i say winner champion overcomer strong bold i can do all things i begin to find ways greg sweet taught me this and everywhere he went he saw 555 five, five, and he created 555 five, five ministries and it made a huge impact to my life. He'd be going through the most difficult times, about to have his house foreclosed, and he'd call me just laughing. And I'm like, what? What's going on? He was just like hysterical. And I go, what's going on? He goes, I'm about to get my house repossessed. Can you believe that? This is awesome. I'm like, this sounds terrible. He goes, no, because I know on the other side of this, some miracle is going to happen. Checks are in the mail, something's coming my way, something's gonna be forgiven, something's gonna happen, and I know a great miracle is gonna happen. And I cannot even tell you how many times he'd call me and say, I told you, and he'd get a big check in the mail from a business he'd run or developed, or something would be canceled, or some big favor. He learned to speak life into adversity. It may sound silly, but if you don't have affirmations, it's a great book called If you're if you you're crazy, if you don't talk to yourself. Every morning on my mirror, I had a, a morning wake-up routine. I'll show you within another time. I called them bookends. But one of my bookends was as I was in the morning, shower, getting ready, you know, in front of the mirror, shave, shine, and shinola, I had my affirmations. I'm a winner. I'm a conqueror. I'm a good man. I'm a hard worker. I'm hungry. I'm willing. I'm able. I'm capable. And I would confess these things to myself. I go downstairs and eat my little bowl of cheap cereal because that's all I could afford. And I had a book and it said a man on a mission. And I'd flip the pages and I'd say, I live in that house. I drive that car. I serve those people. I have that marriage. Those are my kids. I confessed what I wanted as though it is. I spoke life into someone that I didn't know how I didn't know I was gonna get I was broke. I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But because I said it and I was in my car. Pounding on my steering wheel, you can do this. Get up, be strong, be bold, call one more person, make an impact, touch another life, do something. The law of the spoken word. We could spend hours on this subject. Take a chance. Write some affirmations, say them every day. Rejoice in adversity and expect a miracle. Expect something amazing to happen and you'll be shocked. How many times it happens? In fact, I can't wait to hear your stories when you reach out to me and tell me how you began to speak life into a challenge, and instead of rehearsing the curse, you broke it off, and something amazing happened in your life. It is a powerful thing. Now, on the other side of that equation is what we call the law of entropy, and the law of entropy basically says that all things untended go to ruin, okay? So wood will rot if it's left untended. Metal will rust if it's not tended. If you don't take care of your body, you will get stiff, you will get heavy, you will be unhealthy if you don't proactively take care of things. The law of entropy says if things go untended, they go to ruin. Your garden doesn't grow fruit and vegetables unless you tend to it. What does it grow? Weeds. What does your brain grow if you don't feed it, right? It goes into ruin. It goes into fear and doubt and frustration and ultimately depression and some things even worse than that. Why? Because the law of entropy is real. If we don't go to work, we don't stay neutral. We don't stay average. We're always moving through the scale. You're going up or you're going down. And the power of the spoken word is what changes that balance. If I don't confess what I want as though it is, I live by default in the law of entropy. We know that when bones break, they grow back stronger than before. Why is that? Because you went and did something with it. But if you never took care of that broken bone, if you never got healthy, if you didn't change your diet, didn't change your exercise, didn't do some stretching, it would continue to harm you throughout your life. And a lot of people will get in recovery and they'll get just far enough the pain goes away and they stop staying with it. And they move back in entropy because you're never equal, you're never even. You're always moving up or you're moving down. You have. To learn how to shape this in your life, because if you don't, you're in a tough spot. Okay. The third law I talk about is the law of increasing returns, and it's real, folks. It is real. Some people call it the law of sowing and reaping. Some people call it karma. But if you do good, you get good. If you're in a good mood, people are in a good mood around you. You could be in a great mood and be around some in a bad mood. But because you're so positive, their mood doesn't affect you because you're in a different place. But law of increasing returns says if I continue to move forward expecting great things, then I get an increase. The law of increasing returns. Does your calendar match your dreams? Are you working hard enough to make what you want be real? Are you just sitting back and hoping it happens? Well, that's entropy. Sitting back means you're going backwards. But if I understand sowing and reaping, if I give, I get If I want to increase the quality of my life, I increase the quality of people around my life. We've talked about earlier, if you want to make more money, increase your value. Serve more people. Make more impact. The law of sowing and reaping is real. And if you sow negative, you're going to get negative. If you sow discord, you're going to get discord. If you sow love and joy and hope and gratefulness, there's a saying that he who has the most hope has the most influence. That's sowing and reaping. Sow hope. What happens? You have increased returns. It's kind of like tithing. If you give, it's amazing how blessings come back to you. You're, you just think about it this way. You're like at Costco and you're going to get a, a parking spot and you see someone's waiting and you're like, you know what bro, you take that spot. Cause I can afford it, I'll find another one. I also know that by doing good and sewing good, I'm gonna get good. It's not necessarily a business deal. I just know how it works. The increasing returns is real. And if I'm negative or if I'm pouty or if I'm easily influenced by social media or negativity or the election or Republicans or Democrats or liberals or conservatives, if I'm allowing that to create a bitterness in me, then guess what? I'm going to have an increased return of bitterness and negativity and fear and anger and resentment and division. But if I sow belief and hope, if I don't allow myself to move into neutral, I'm just gonna hang out, I'm just gonna hide, I'm gonna gonna be a prepper, I'm just gonna wait for this bad thing to happen, well, you know what, you're probably gonna get it. It's probably a self-fulfilling prophecy. When I think about things in my life where I really failed, I had been told in my life by people that I love that I was probably gonna fail. And that that self-fulfilling prophecy came true, And, and that's really a sad reality. But the law of, of, of sowing and reaping, the law of increased returns, you can make it work for you. How do you sow into people? With your four T's, your time, talent, treasure, and your testimony. How do I sow into people? With encouragement, with love, with hard work. Are you the first one to arrive and the last one to leave? That's sowing your time, right? If you sow, you shall reap. As you sow, so shall you reap. Understand that. It, I'm going to say some. This might make you mad might hurt your feelings. But if you're in a bad place, I hate to tell you this, it's probably your fault. You're probably reaping what you've sown. Life is a continuum. It's a long string. Five years from now, today is five years ago. That's kind of a weird statement. But five years from now, you're looking back today and saying, wow, five years ago. What did you do with that time? You will be a sum total of the things you sow. Five years from now, you will arrive at the destination that you're supposed to. If you're not happy with where you're at, it's probably your fault. Now, I'm not trying to be a travel agent booking guilt trips. That's not my goal. I don't make you feel bad. I want you to understand how it works. But if you can understand how to change that mindset, if you can begin to really reinvent how you process these laws then I think you're going to be absolutely shocked at what happens in your life. The, fa- the, fa- <laughs> the last law I want to talk about is called Matthew's Law. And Matthew's Law is a really interesting one. I had not heard this until I, I studied this when I was preparing for a TED Talk a number of years ago. And the Matthew comes from the, the Law of Matthew, the Matthew effect often is referred to is if you don't use your talents... It's not going to work out so well. The example was he gave three servants three different things. They gave him five talents, three talents, and one talent. The guy who used five talents, went out and invested in him and came back and brought back to the master the excesses and, and, and the master rewarded him with a, with lots of land and more things because he sowed well. Right. The second one lived a little bit of fear, didn't have as much success, probably didn't confess as much, and he got a reward because he worked hard at it, but he didn't get his biggest reward. as the one that was all in, that really went after it. The third person said, I didn't do anything. I was afraid to lose it. And so I buried it. But I have it, and here it is. And you know what he did with that person? threw him in jail. And he took his one talent and gave it to the other two. Now, it's an interesting story, but basically what it, what it, what it comes down with is those that use their talents, if you will, those that apply themselves, they get promoted. When I coached Little League, we all would have a draft, and we'd pick our players, right? And then we'd have a, you know, a season, and we'd teach the kids the best we could. At the end of the year, there was a thing called the All-Star Team. Now, who got promoted to the All-Star Team? The best 12 to 14 players in the league. Interesting. They got promoted, okay? Sometimes they didn't start the best, they just had the greatest amount of improvement. And guess what? At that level, they got a better coach. And then from the, from the district championship, they, they get promoted into select teams where they had even better coaches. And then they get on these national teams and go to the USSSA championships or what have you. And now they're even better coaches. Then they get into high school and they're even better in college and better. I had a young kid I coached years ago. named Michael Conforto. When he played for me, he was average. You know, he wasn't that great. He was fast. He had a little bit of talent, but he wasn't that great. But he had a, a real motor. And one day in high school, he got recognized by the coach at Oregon State, one of the best baseball programs in the country, the Oregon State Beavers. And they recognized something in him. And they picked him up for their school. And he became one of the best prolific hitters in the history of that college to a point where he got drafted and now has made millions of dollars in Major League Baseball because he kept getting promoted just enough to get better coaching, better mentorship. As I've moved through business, and I moved through levels of success, I got around greater circles of influence, greater leaders. Therefore, I got more wisdom. And as a result, I got more success, more promotion in my life. And that got me to a level where I got a higher level of success. I suggest all of you develop what we call a COL, a council of leaders, that you get as many people around you that are doing better than you and you draw from them that they give you guidance. They're counselors, a lawyer, an accountant, uh, uh, someone in your health, a trainer, a nutritionist, something of that nature, someone to help with your mental energy, your psyche, someone that helps you under pressure. But you need to have people around you, help with your marriage, help you with your parenting. Get people around you so that you are influenced to move up. If we don't, then by neutral, move down. The, the Matthew effect basically says that as you move in and you get promoted, you get a higher level of influence. You move up, higher level of influence. If you don't keep moving up, then you drop down and you move into the law of entropy and things work against you. But if you give your heart and soul, I can remember I was coaching these young kids and we had a really, really good team. And I had a guy come out, it was a major league uh, coach slash scout to come out and look at my kids. Now they were were little, 12, 13, 14. And you're like, what do they do with the major leaguer? Well, I wanted to see so he came out to the field and meets the kids real quick and he says all right guys let's warm up run two laps and they run around the field and they run around the field and he goes all right great well man that was impressive good to see you guys can't wait to, for the future gotta go and I was like what? what okay uh okay you know and I made a spin and the kids were like what was that all about? We didn't take one ground ball, we didn't hit one bat, we didn't run the bases, we didn't we didn't show any talent. So I called him a little bit later when he left and I said, What 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 happened? Did it was an emergency? You had to go? He goes, No, I want to see this kid, this kid, and this kid. And I go like why them? He goes, It's obvious, Brad. When those kids are around the field, there was a couple of kids out front and they were gonna win, even those warm-ups, they were gonna be in the front. They were gonna be noticed and they were gonna be recognized. The guys in the middle kind of want it, but not bad enough. And the guys in the back probably don't want to be there or they think they're too good. And we know that hard work beats talent when talent won't work hard. I want to see this kid, this kid, and this kid. And I was shocked. They were not my three best players. But it turned out all three of those kids got college scholarships. All three of those kids got drafted into professional baseball. And a couple of them played Major League Baseball like Michael and a few others. He recognized... It was that when no one thinks it matters, it matters. And that's the kind of drive and grind that you need to begin to put into your life. Those that work hard get rewarded. They get recognized. I've sat with scouts at games, high school games, and my son was playing high-level baseball before he went to college. And I said, what do you look for? I mean, the kid's up to bat three or four times. He's going to get the ball hit to him three to five times. What are you looking for? He goes, I watch the dugout. I watch how they handle when they fail. I watch how they communicate with the kids. I watch how they handle their success. I watch how they react with the coaches. I see how they interact with the empires. I'm looking for someone that is coachable. I'm looking for someone that is willing to take their talents and be promoted because of their effort and their desire. And so much of this is true when I was a corporate recruiter and I was either Replacing someone or helping finding some new person. The, it was the intangibles that employers were constantly looking for. They wanted a team player. They wanted a hard worker. They wanted someone grateful. They wanted to the always early leave late. They wanted that person that, that had an attitude of gratitude that was encouraging. It, 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 you need to have certain skills, but a lot of skills can be learned when you get around the right coach. The one we say in baseball, the one thing never slumps is hustle. Right, you may be in a hitting slump, a feeling slump, but one thing never slump is your hustle, your attitude. No matter what's going on, you can always be up. You can always be positive. You can always be putting something forward. If your talent's not there, then make sure your attitude's there because honestly, they're probably watching that more. Now, in certain things, you got to have talent, but the talent will come as a result of taking what you do have and adding the hustle and the attitude of gratitude, the, the willingness to be coached and learn. I get it, This one kid, I won't share his name, but he was so talented. We went to the World Games in Mexico, and we won the World Championship. This kid was unbelievable. Home runs, pitched the championship game, played shortstop, center field, whatever we needed. He was amazing. Barely played in high school and definitely didn't go to college and play baseball. Why? Because he was told he was so good for so long that it worked against him. He got lazy. He had more talent than anybody had ever seen, but he didn't have the work ethic. Another kid we had a chance to work with, his name is Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper's one of the most successful baseball players in Major League history. Amazingly talented. And I can remember coaching with him and around him and against him. And his work ethic, his attitude, his hustle, he hit a pop fly. And he would hit some big pop flies. And he would get to third base almost before it would be caught. Or it would be so high the kid, could, kid couldn't catch it. And it bounced and he'd get a home run on a pop fly. His attitude was, I can't control if this guy doesn't catch or not, but I can control my hustle. And a lot of times they were caught, but the coach would look at this guy move, look at him dig, look at his attitude, look at his aggressiveness, and he popped out. Or a kid that strikes out and they throw their bat down, they get in the room, and they sulk, uh, not interested. They're looking for different things, and those are things that you can control. Control the controllables and let the uncontrollables Work themselves out with your attitude and your work habit. You can't control referees. You can't control other people's opinions. You can't control their behaviors. You can only control your response. We can react without thinking, but we can't respond without training. Prepare yourself for a 5, five, five moment. Prepare yourself that when things get a little snarky in your life, that you're going to have an attitude. Something great is going to happen a miracle is going to occur and i will find great prosperity great promotion does it always work out no but only thing i can guarantee you for sure is, if you never try the one thing that will work out is failure you there's no such thing as playing it safe playing it safe means you're going to finish low and not well playing it safe what's the old saying you don't make a scalpel safe by making it dull you make a scalpel safe by putting the hands Of a trained surgeon that knows how to wield and yield that tool. Put yourself in the hands of someone that can coach you and lead you and guide you. Be a hungry, humble, ask question. Be eager to learn. This is how you make the Matthew effect work for you. These laws are real. You can control them. It isn't your birth. It isn't your age. It isn't your nationality. It isn't your height. It isn't your width. It is what motors inside you. We've all seen Rudy the only player to be carried off the field and he played one play but they made a movie about him because he overcame so much adversity didn't have the physical attributes the coach had one rudy there's a couple of things i know some guys are born with the body to be a great ball player you're not one of them i wish great talent had your heart because it'd be amazing what they could do because Hard work beats talent because talent won't work hard. But if hard work and talent come together, there's no limits to the levels of achievement in your life. That's how the Matthew effect works for you. The harder you work, more doors open. Harder you work, better attitude, better expectation, the more doors open up for you. You can control these things. This is part of being a man. We've been taught that there's some kind of a you got to inherit it. Or you got to be lucky, right place, right time. You make your own luck. The harder you work, the luckier you get. You create your own level of prosperity by handling adversity and expecting great things and doing everything in your power every day to achieve. So that when you go to bed at night and you lay your head on your pillow, you can honestly say, I did everything I could do. Rudy Rudiker in the church talking to the priest saying, I, I just need to know. Is there anything else I can do to make the Notre Dame football team? Is there there anything I haven't done? Because if there is, I'll do it. That's gotta be your mindset. There's always something you can get better at. I've listened to great, great all-star baseball players say to this day, in the height of their career, if you will, every day I still learn something. Either something not to do, or something to do, or how to do something better. If you are hungry to learn, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Old saying, so true. Are you a student? Are you ready? Are you willing? Right? W-A-R. Willing and ready. I'm ready for war. I'm a dog. Dangerous and willing to grow. D-A-W-G. That's not how you spell dog. I know that's how I spell it. I'm dangerous because when I walk, things are going to happen. People get nervous, not people, but the enemy. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna rise up and do something somehow, some way. And all my failures, gosh, you know, I forgot those things. I got arrogant, I got cocky, I got caught up in image, things that would make me feel better. And they were the crashes of my life. Let my pain be your gain. Let your pain of today be tomorrow's motivation. If it didn't go well, learn, get back, be stronger, be bolder, be a man, because that's what a man does. If it's easy, you're lazy, you're sloppy, you're ungrateful, you're entitled. If you think it's supposed to be easy, you're wrong. The harder it is, the better you will be, because you will have this compassion to help those that struggle, and you'll have the, the results of, man, I overcame, and that confidence will help you impact people for the rest of your life, and they'll write stories about you. As we talked about before, we won't talk about how you were born, we won't talk about how you died, we will talk about how you live. the impact of life, the message of your effort. Put it to work, be a man, be willing to do the hard things, be willing to do the ugly jobs, be willing to be dangerous, be willing to grow and stretch. Don't be stupid about it for crying out loud. I'm being within reason, but I'm talking about be willing to, to risk embarrassment, risk failure, Big Papa, one of the best hitters of Boston Red Sox, said, uh, swing hard. You might hit it. You never know. So take your shot. But you're never going to make it if you don't swing. My, my One of my coaches say, you're never going to get to the big leagues by being a good bunter. <laughs> it's got to be more than that. That's part of it, but that's not going to get you there. Playing it safe, laying it down, is part of baseball, but that's not going to get you promoted. you got to have all the other intangibles that will take the next level. I'm proud of you. I believe in you. Can you be proud of you? Can you believe in you? Can you say I'm worthy? Can you speak it? Can you start sowing things that create a greater return? Can you reverse the law of entropy and move it into a law of growth? Can you develop that post-traumatic stress acceleration? Can you make the Matthew effect really come to work that as you move forward, you get greater opportunities? Yes, you can. The only question is, are you willing? Decide today to be willing and do the things that most people wouldn't do so that you can live as most people only dream of. Man Maker Show, out. Love you guys.